Hey everybody, it's the Katie Lance Podcast. It's episode 103 and this episode is all about teaching virtually. So if you are someone who does webinars like myself or maybe you just teach or do training or you present to people virtually, especially these days, you are going to want to listen up. I share with you in this podcast some thoughts around mindset, about how to get ready. I talk a little bit about equipment and just a lot of little things that I have found that have made a huge difference in the hundreds and hundreds of virtual trainings that we have done over the years. Listen up. It's going to be a great episode. Let's go. You're listening to the Katie Lance Podcast. If you're an entrepreneur, social media geek, real estate pro, a mom, or maybe all of the above, and ready to level up your social media game, you're in the right place. listening to the Katie Lance podcast. And in this episode, I thought I would take some time to talk a little bit about presenting virtually. Now, depending on when you're listening to this broadcast, I would imagine that, well, probably a lot of you are still presenting digitally or you are or virtually or you are on a lot of Zoom calls. And I know for us, we do a lot of webinars and I'm also on a lot of calls. And so, you know, early on in the pandemic, I know I did some uh, podcasts around working virtually. Um, and I thought it would be great to kind of like revisit that in this episode and just talk a little bit about some best practices. So if you are someone who does webinars or you teach classes, or even if you are just on camera on zoom presenting to a handful of folks, I think that this is going to be helpful for you. So I've got some tips in no particular order. As always, I'm going to put some show notes in our show notes below over on katielance.com. You can always check that out. And then we'll have some additional links and resources um, as well over on our website. So, okay, in no particular order when it comes to presenting virtually, I think this goes without saying, but you've got to be ready. right? You've got to be ready to go. Like when the camera is on, you want to be prepared. So what that looks like for me is I've got all my other windows closed out in the background. If you're someone who continually has multiple windows open, close out those other windows and tabs, especially if you're live streaming. If you happen to be doing this live on Facebook or even Zoom, it's really going to affect your internet connection, your streaming quality, it definitely makes a big difference, especially if you have other people in your house. I, you know, as of the recording of this podcast, my kids are still home, which means they're distance learning at home. And my husband works at home because he's my business partner. So we have a lot going on when it comes to the the internet, close out those other windows and tabs that makes a big difference and be ready to go. So there's a couple things that I think of when I think of being ready to go. If you were presenting, you want to have everything you need. So if you're using PowerPoint, if you're using, uh, you know, a keynote presentation, have that ready to go ahead of time. We also want to be prepared just in how we look and how we feel. So I like to think about what's going to set myself up for success. For me, I love to drink coffee, so I will drink a cup of coffee. Um, I will always have water nearby as well. I also think it's important that we think about how we look on camera. How are we going to come across professional, but also be really comfortable as well? So one of the differences between being virtual versus in person is you may not feel like you have to be as dressed up as maybe you were uh, in, in person in the past, but you still want to be obviously professional looking. I like to wear things that are solid colors. Personally, I think when you wear things that have a lot of patterns, you've got a lot of jewelry, it just gets really distracting and you don't want 
how you look to be distracting. So you want to look comfortable however you do your hair, uh, makeup, if you're someone who wears makeup. That's Those are just all little things that, that definitely make a big difference. I also think right before you actually go live, before you, whether it's a webinar, whether it's a training, you know, do a little, a little hair and makeup check. Um, one of the things I always do is I will open up Zoom before I ever join a meeting, usually 10 or 15 minutes before. And, you know, if you've got Zoom on your computer, just, just open Zoom, pretend like you're going to, you're going to do a meeting before your actual real meeting. And then you can adjust your camera angle. If you, if you feel like your light is too bright, or you've got, you know, maybe you're, you're looking down at the camera or you've got something funky going on in the background. Don't wait until you're on camera for you to be like, oh my gosh, otherwise you're going to have this like deer in the headlights. Right. And I've been doing hundreds and hundreds of virtual presentations over the years. And it's really easy to have that deer in headlights when the camera's on. So be ready ahead of time in terms of what's going to set you up for success. You know, if you're someone who likes to drink water, coffee, have that ready to go, have your notes ready, your slides ready, close out those other tabs, be cognizant of what's in your background, what you're wearing, just those, those little things make a big difference. I also think it's important to get in the right mindset. So right before I teach or right before I, um, you know, go on a zoom call or do any kind of training, I'm not checking my email. Some people I know work right up until the point that they go live. And I developed this habit back when I was speaking in person on stages and side note, I can't wait till we can actually go back to doing those big events and speaking on uh, stages versus, versus just virtual. Although I'm very grateful for uh, technology and to be able to do this virtually, but you know, when I would be standing backstage, I wouldn't be like scrolling through my email. I remember doing that in the past and, you know, all of a sudden you get distracted and all of a sudden, you know, you, you, your mindset just gets a little interrupted. So you want to be in a good state of mind, have a couple go-to songs. You know, I love listening to things like, you know, Uptown Funk. That's kind of my go-to from Bruno, Bruno Mars, or, um, you know, just other kind of upbeat songs that are going to get you fired up. I always also take a little pause before I actually start teaching and just, just kind of say a little, you know, whether, whether you call it meditation, whether you call it a prayer, I usually just say a little prayer, just, you know, really trying to get myself in the right mindset that we are there to serve. If you are teaching or doing any kind of training, ultimately, you know, my goal is that, is that people really, you know, get one or two nuggets. They get one or two, you know, takeaways. My goal from this podcast is that you get a couple takeaways. And so just kind of getting yourself in that right mindset, I think is really, really important. A couple other things I think are important. So you've got your mindset, you've got being ready, and then there's just kind of like the equipment piece of it, right? So I think, you know, back in the beginning of the pandemic and people were kind of, you know, figuring out what type of equipment they should have. The good news is you don't really need a whole lot of fancy equipment. If you've got a laptop and you've got a, you know, you've got a, um, you know, a camera, just basic stuff is obviously important. Having a good mic is important. You know, that's one thing we really leveled up. If you listen to our podcast from way back in the beginning to now, we really up leveled in, uh, you know, our mic and I'll drop links to all of our equipment in the, in the show notes below, but you know, you don't have to spend a whole lot of money. I know a lot of folks will use like Apple ear pods, just having some sort of, you know, simple mic that can make a big difference. I also think it's really important how you are how you are positioned in front of the camera. This kind of goes back to getting ready. So looking straight on in the camera. This is actually one of the things I see people do wrong all the time. And I hate to say, oh, someone's done something wrong because I think we're all learning. But this is a common mistake where I see people who, you know, they're looking down at the camera or they're just not, you know, 
they just aren't looking straight on in the camera lens. So you want to get comfortable with what that looks like and, you know, really look to see what your lighting, what your setup looks like. Okay. Let's talk about the content. So whatever you're training, right? If you are scheduled for 20 minutes or half an hour or whatever your time is, I think one of the most important things is start on time, right? A lot of times I see people go, well, let's just wait until more people show up. And honestly, that's one of my biggest pet peeves, <laughs> right? Uh, it really bugs me when people do this in real life. I see this happen all the time with events where events get started late in person because there's not enough people in the room. Oh, I see this happen in Zoom calls where people will say, well, let's give people five more minutes. Or I see this happen on Facebook Live. Well, let's give people a few more minutes. To me, that makes it feel like the people who are right in front of you don't matter, right? And I know I have been on the other side of things where you feel like, gosh, I'm here. Let's just get started. So personally, I like to start right on time. I think that's important. Um, I also think it's important when we think about our content for training that you have a good sense of how long are you given for training and does your training fit into that? So this is especially important for those of you who do a lot of training. You probably have a number of different presentations that you're comfortable giving or that you've given, you know, time and time again, and you need to be able to be flexible to turn that into maybe 45 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And you need to know your material well enough where you can be cognizant about what to cut, what not to cut. So I think that's really important. You know, there's nothing worse than um, a speaker, you know, given a certain period of time and then they go over right? It's one thing if you go under a little bit, but to go over, I just feel like is really, uh, you know, not respectful of people's time. So look at the clock. That's really important. And then you also, you know, when you're running a training, you remember that, you know, it's your, it's your room. So it's, it's also your rules, so to speak. Even if someone has invited you to speak, you want to kind of set the stage. So I always like to be prepared to give a quick introduction. If someone does not know who I am, doesn't need to be, you know, a 20 minute introduction, just a couple sentences will, will really set the stage. Uh, especially if you, if you weren't introduced and people don't know who you are. And then I like to set the stage for what people can expect. You know, is this going to be interactive? Are you going to be, um, you know, doing things that are interactive throughout the, the presentation, or are you just teaching for a certain period of time? When are you taking questions? Is this being recorded? And personally, I just like to just kind of set, set the rules, right? The kind of the rules of the room. So I might say something like, you know, Hey, in this presentation, we're going to teach for about 30 minutes at the end, we're going to take 10 minutes for Q and A and, you know, just kind of set the stage for, for what people can expect. Now, that being said, I really think during a presentation, what tends to work really best is if you're not just the one doing all the talking, right? It can be really, uh, kind of boring if you're just talking and not doing anything else during that, during your presentation. So that's why I think having slides, having things that are really visually appealing can make a big difference. I also like to be really intentional about the questions I asked. So if you're going to ask questions and do things like polls or have any kind of interactive um, elements to your presentation, you want to plan those out in advance and you want to think about what's the answer going to be and is that going to move you forward with your presentation. For example, a lot of times I in the past have done webinars around um, how to create your 12 month social media plan. And I have often in those webinars asked a really simple question. I will often ask, you know, something like, Hey guys, when you're doing your planning, do you like to use a uh, digital calendar or do you prefer a printed calendar or do you use both printed digital or both? 
And it's a really simple question, right? So and invariably, I'll get people who say digital or some people will say printed and a lot of people say both and then we'll have a conversation about it. The whole point here is the poll or the question that you ask doesn't have to be, you know, a huge life altering question. I know a lot of folks who are listening to this are in real estate. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, are you thinking of buying or selling home? Holy cow, that's a huge question to ask. <laughs> but if you can ask a couple simple, small questions as you're training or you're teaching, that's going to help people get involved and it's going to help move your story forward and move forward what you're trying to teach. So I always like to be proactive. Every time I teach, I try to think ahead of time, is there a question or two? If, if, if there's a poll feature in the, in, in what I'm using, if I'm using Zoom or if I'm using another tool, we use Webinar Jam for a lot of our webinars. But is there a certain question I can ask? If you don't have a poll feature, you might ask things like, hey, what do you think of this? Do you agree? Type in the chat. Let me know yes or no. You know, if you're doing something over Facebook Live, you could say that as well. Hey, you know, click the, the thumbs up button if you agree or, you know, give me a thumbs down if you disagree, right? So just kind of having that in mind, I think is important. And then ultimately, when it comes to training, what I've really learned is less is more. Less is more. I think sometimes we try to pack so much into a training or a class because we want people to walk away and go, wow, that was so much. And I, I, you know, I remember back in the day doing that, I would try to pack in so much. And then what ends up happening is a couple things. First of all, a lot of times you end up going over your time because you've packed in so much information. The second thing that tends to happen is people walk away feeling really overwhelmed right? I used to have people who would walk away going, oh my gosh, I have so much to do now. I don't even know where to start. That was a lot. And so if you find that you're getting that response, it's okay to peel it back a little bit, right? It's okay to do a presentation or a training where there's simply four or five big takeaways. And that's what you base your presentation or your training on. And that's what you base your stories or your analogies or your facts or your questions around. Because what you want people to feel is at the end, at the end of your presentation, you want people to feel something like, wow, I never thought about it that way. Or wow, I could do that. You know, if you're teaching something very tactically. So you want to kind of think about, you know, having, having the end in mind, how do you want people to feel at the end of your presentation? And depending on what it is you're teaching or training on, Generally speaking, you're going to want to have people feel motivated, like they can do it. They may not implement everything that you taught them, but they feel empowered to take that next step. So like I said, just want to kind of come on here and share a few of my tips and best practices in no particular order. Um, I would love to hear from you. You know, are you doing virtual training? Are you doing some virtual presenting? Let me know. Feel free to reach out to me. The best way to connect with me these days is typically on Instagram. Although you guys know I'm on all the socials, but find me over on Instagram. I'm at Katie Lance. Reach out to me, send me a DM, or, you know, if you enjoyed this podcast, take a screenshot, post it on, on uh, Instagram and, and tag me and, and let me know, you know, are you teaching virtually? And I would love to hear, you know, your thoughts on this podcast. And if there's some, some things that you're doing that have really helped you in terms of teaching and presenting, you know, like I said, I can't wait till we can go back to in-person, those, those in-person events. There's nothing like that, but I am so grateful that we're able to do these, these virtual trainings and virtual events. Um, I'll also say as well, if you're listening to this and you are looking for someone to do virtual training, uh, you know, that's one of the things we specialize in. One of the 
big ways that we've pivoted our business over the last years. I have been doing a ton of virtual training, especially in the world of social media. So if you're curious about that, feel free to reach out to me. You can always email me directly, katie at katielance.com, and happy to give you some additional information. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It's such a pleasure to be here with you guys each and every week. If you enjoyed this podcast, we would love if you'd hit the subscribe button, give us a review, share it out, and we'll see you on the flip side. Thanks again. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you want more, head over to katielance.com and check out the Get Social Smart Academy. Also sign up for a free email newsletter packed full of great content. Until next time, get social smart.